spiritual gangster. You can find me meditating in the hood. I'm spending my free time allowing you to peek into my brain as I take my own spiritual journey. So grab your wine, Bible, and even your blood and tap in, tap in, tap in. Yeah. So y'all know I love coming to y'all live from the car. So, I just wanted to kind of update y'all on, (laughs) I don't want to call it the shit show, but the shit show that has been my life and, like, where my head is at. So, the first update that I have for y'all, like, personal update, is that, like, I am, for the first time in a long time, like, real life single, and... I have really been racking my brain with, like, what that means for me, like, as a person, and what that means for, like, my progression along this spiritual journey. So, I don't know if I told y'all about how everything went down, but I'm only going to give a synopsis because some shit is just my business, you feel me? So, couple of days ago in March I had a tarot card reading done and the tarot card reading the girl basically said that the situation that I was in wasn't necessarily a bad situation it just it wasn't it just wasn't for me and in, in, in my best interest and I could either stick with it because like she said, the person wasn't like a bad person. It just it wasn't complimenting me in my life right now, which I will say I believe, you know, um, disclaimer, I don't have anything bad to say about anybody because I, I didn't been in some situations in my life. You know what I'm saying? And I've done some crazy shit and seen some crazy shit and been a part of some crazy shit. So that's just the disclaimer. So, anyway, fast forward, literally two to three days later. Oh, also, part of her tarot card reading. I'm going to bed. Okay, part of her tarot card reading, she also said that if I were to continue, it was a chance that, like, shit was going to pop off and something drastic was going to happen in order to end the relationship or the situationship, whatever you want to say, Um, because I really needed time to focus on myself. So, whole time, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Literally three days later, shit popped off. Like, shit popped off, y'all. Like, and let's just say, like, this person no longer has access to me in any way. And my feelings towards that are, like, legitimately all over the place. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I know that, like, I cling to people for emotional stability. It's not a financial stability thing. It's not like I literally just want somebody to love me unconditionally. And I'm dealing with that in my own way. And I'm shadow working the hell out of that shit because it's just like, why do I want this so bad? And it's different because I have family. I have a daughter. I have people in my life that love me unconditionally. But it's still this yearn for, like, somebody, like, a romantic 
partner to love me in that way. So, you know, um, some things that I have been doing, obviously, are shadow work. I have been also, you know, going to my therapist and, like, working through my daddy issues and working through, like, a lot of, like, parental things I have to unlearn, and it's even harder unlearning it, like, in their presence. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot with that. Anyway, so that is an update. An update on my daughter. She is doing really great. And um, something about me that I've noticed is, like, I'm finding myself losing patience with her because she's, like, she's two, which y'all know the reputation for terrible twos. But I think, like, she's just finding herself. Like, she's so independent. And I see why, like, life is a constant rebirth, right? Because you have this phase as a toddler. Like, I'm sure I don't, I mean, obviously, I don't remember myself at two but I do remember myself at, like, 12. You know what I'm saying? And that was, like, my teenagers, I mean, my mom hated each other. So I can only imagine, like, how many times you go through this in life where you go through these spells of, like, you know, um, finding yourself. Or, like, for people we show our independence differently you know throughout life we go through these different phases so like at two it comes off as bad or mischievous when these kids are like finding their themselves right and they're bumping heads with their parents because it's like everything i want you to do you don't want to do and then at some point you know you get to 12 and it's the same thing again, right? And then at some point, your parents are like the rebels. So it's just like you go through these phases in life where you're like trying to come into yourself. You're trying to, you know, figure out what works for you. And here I am, 25, and I'm doing the same thing, you know, that my daughter is doing that too, you know, metaphorically speaking, because I'm a new person and i'm having a lot of trouble dating myself like trying to love myself unconditionally trying to understand my flaws trying to embrace who i am and i have had moments where i've done this in between relationships but somehow i always end up caught up in a relationship and so I honestly believe that men can smell vulnerability because it's like every time I go through a breakup, somebody comes back around or somebody comes around in general. And it's just like, oh, well, it's easier for me to allow you to love me versus me continuing on with this journey of loving myself. So I think every time I have went through a process like this, it's been stopped or it's been interrupted and so for me i'm at this point where i don't want this process to be interrupted and i don't want to put a timeline on it but i think i'm I, i'm going to have to like i'm going to have to give myself a short-term goal of at least six months of like just me and finding out what i love and something that i'm realizing 
that's part of this journey is solid solidarity yeah solidarity because a lot of times when you are going on spiritual journeys like people interfere with your frequency like whether you like it or not like we've we've talked about this in the past like sexual relationships romantic relationships all of those things are your energy like if you're in an argument with your romantic partner you you're vibrating differently now because this person is interfering with your frequency and don't let you be like having sex with this person then it's drastically impacted because like you're literally making a soul tie so i think for me like this is one of the hardest things i've ever had to do and you know if i get back on here talking about i'm in love or i done found somebody or i'm thinking about a relationship y'all need to email me and smack the shit out of me virtually because i really just need this time and i'm realizing that the more i don't take this time the more bs i go through and i think it's just life like i genuinely believe that everything happens for a reason and life is all about lessons so here we are where we are in life and there are people that are still going through the same things that they went through at 16 because they didn't they still haven't learned to make the right choices and decisions and so honestly i feel like life gives you the same test over and over and over again until you pass them it's like that teacher that is like nope mm -mm, you didn't pass your spelling test so come to my class at lunch we're gonna take it again nope mm -mm, you didn't pass you gotta take it again and i always make shit into educational reference because i'm a teacher so fuck it but you know, I've just been really, I don't know, I've just been really feeling like everything is very similar when it comes to my love life. And it interferes with my frequency as a person because I don't find somebody who necessarily compliments my way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, everybody has their own way, but you should be with somebody who enhances that frequency versus you know the opposite which is lowers that frequency you know and so i don't know i'm just very much interested in vibrating higher so that i can attract what's for me you know so many times i'm vibrating high and then somebody comes along and they pull that vibration down whether it's intentionally or not i've felt very drained in every relationship that i've been in romantically and i just don't want that feeling anymore but at the same time it's lonely and that's something that people don't really talk about when they talk about spiritual journeys you know what i'm saying they talk about all this meditation and all this good shit, but they don't talk about how lonely it is they don't talk about the fact that once you wake up to certain shit, once your your third eye, your pineal gland, whatever you want to re refer to it as, is open like that motherfucker does not shut. So when I go out, when I do things with people on a whole lot of different ways, like I'm very, 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 very much aware. Like even even when I drink, even when I'm drinking, it's still like that 
wokeness is so much there that I can't ignore the fact that I'm getting a certain vibe from a certain person or this person is giving off a certain vibe and I, I just can't stop that anymore. I'm to a point where I can't shut it off. A lot of times people drink or smoke because they want to shut off that consciousness and I think I'm to a point where it just doesn't it doesn't cut off like certain people I just can't find myself to be around on a regular because yo vibe don't match mine like I'm gonna be quiet I'm gonna be you gonna it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be tense because we're not on the same wave like I'm here and you're here and that's fine and we'll always be good we'll always be cool but do I really vibe with you like is this gonna be a good time for me or is it gonna be a good time for you like I'm 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 somebody who I don't know I'm really going off of vibes lately like the other day um there's this one person in my life who is like my cousin but necessarily not my cousin but like yo this person is so lit and like always speaks positivity into me and I had kind of fell back from this person because of other shit that I want to talk about but since I did that like I I felt so much guilt around it because I'm like I know this person is a good person and doesn't deserve this to be the case but I did it because I was trying to keep certain relationships afloat right so whole time I as soon as I got back in this person's life like me and this person caught a vibe and we was just like yes like we finna kick it okay cool so you know this is my cousin like this is family so like he um we hung out we hung out and the vibe was what it was and it was so specific because the people around me vibe was cool too and i'm not i'm a socially awkward person like no matter what state of mind i'm in i'm socially awkward but I didn't have to be as socially awkward because these people were genuine, fun, high-vibrating people. So I'm just like, I need to find myself, surrounding myself with people that are more on the same wave as me. And what, whether that means I have to cut certain people out of my life, whether that means I can't hang out with certain people no more, I mean, it is what it is. But nobody tells you how lonely that, that shit is. Like, that shit is lonely. Like, somebody might invite you out and you might genuinely want to go. But it's like, I know the vibe ain't right. I know we're not going to be on the same way. I know at some point this is going to get awkward for me and I'm going to be ready to go. You know? And so I think that that's an important part of this journey that y'all needed to hear. Stay tuned. I'm going to walk in Target. All right, so to resume per my target conversation, I just have really been on this, like, self-finding journey, and I feel like this is the reason why I really question marriage and long-term relationships, because the person that you might be when you meet somebody can literally be somebody totally different five years down the line and when you agree to marry somebody you agree to technically be with that person no matter who 
that five-year-down-the-line person might be. So, you know, originally when we're together, I'm person A. But five years down the line, I might be a completely different personality type. I might be into completely different things and exploring completely different avenues than when I was person A. And now I'm person B. You know what I'm saying? I'm still me, like, organically. But my morals and values, like, those are things that are fluid. And so a lot of times I find it hard to wrap my head around monogamy and, like, long-term relationships because I don't want to say <laughs> this sound bad, but, like, a lot of times, you know, that honeymoon phase is the best. Like, you don't get, you don't get that back. Like, I'm definitely a honeymoon phase type of girl. But my struggle is after the honeymoon phase, I'm I'm trying to always get that person back. And that might not be who that person is anymore. And so for me, I had to understand that, like, I have to come to terms with the fact that I'm not even the same person anymore. Like, I keep envisioning myself as the person that I was when I was younger. And I think I have, I don't want to say like a personality thing with it. Like, it's not like a disorder or anything like that. But like, it's really hard for me to understand and analyze the past version of me and produce the present version of me without them clashing. So what I'm saying by that is, okay, so earlier I was speaking to relationships. So, the reason why I genuinely believe that, like, me and my daughter's father didn't work was because I had this picture in my head of who this person was when we were sixth grade, you know, sweethearts, whatever, whatever. And I expected him, and I had unrealistic expectations, and expected him to still be that person in every way. And he wasn't. He had been through life experiences. We had both been through different things. We both saw things different ways that shaped our opinion and our point of view of life, right? So a lot of times I was expecting him to react or to do or to respond a certain way. And I was putting those expectations on him. I was projecting those expectations on him. And I was like, when he did it, I was let down. You know what I'm saying? I took it personally. And one thing that is hard for me to do with people that I love is it's kind of like taking people for the person that they are today. So for me, you know, when it came down to it, I was questioning, like, how is this possible for this person to do me like this when this is the person I know. Like, have y'all ever ever actually just sat and paid attention to how, like, in movies, they say lines like, you're not the person that I knew you to be, or you're not that person I fell in love with. They're not. They're not. And that's the part about life and people and character that... Um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? 
<laughs> yeah, I want to say bedazzle so bad, but that's not the word. Anyway, that's the part of life that I just can't seem to always wrap my head around. I want to say the fumbles, but like that's the word I just made up. But like that's just something that I just can't seem to wrap my head around. Is like how like I lock you in in my head. Like this is the person that you are right and if you do anything that doesn't fit into that box of your character then i'm taking it personal i didn't understand that you was like this i didn't know that you was like this i didn't you know like and the reality is people are fluid people are the most complex beings like you can go to sleep one way and wake up a totally different way or you can make choices that don't align with your character and that still be something that you have to face and so for me i really want to get to know people's true selves like i need to know your soul i need to know that no matter what you're going to be consistent with this type of behavior and I think it really bothers me when people aren't consistent. Because even when, and this is me projecting, right? This is me expecting me out of other people and I know that I do that. But even when I might not be in alignment with the expectations of other people, I find myself still fulfilling those expectations because it, it still aligns with my character as a person. So, you know, a lot of times I will bend and break my boundaries for people that I love and respect, right? Because because it might not be feasible for me to do X, Y, and Z like, like how you did it for me, I still might find a way to do it because Okay, let me give y'all an example because right now it just sounds like I'm really trying to find the right words and I'm just trying to be real with y'all. All right, so boom. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so for example, for freaking example, there are times where I might not be able to, uh, it might not be within my financial parameters because I don't want to say I can't afford it because I definitely can afford certain stuff. But I just might not want to spend my money on something, right? But if it's like for a friend, if it's a favor for a friend that I know has done me uh, so many favors or would do the same for me, right? I'm going to help you out. This literally just happened to me today. Like I had a friend who needed some help with a situation financially and they text me and asked me if i could spare the money to help them out realistically the answer is no like i can't i don't want to it's not that's a boundary for me right technically i'm trying to tell myself no more when it comes to unnecessary finances and also helping people out because people don't necessarily always give your money back but that's neither here nor there I know for a fact that I've helped this person out financially a uh, uh, nice amount of time. But I also know that this person has helped me out financially just as much. 
So it's definitely a mutually beneficial situation. Now, would this person have had to find a way if it wasn't for me? And could they possibly have? Yes and yes, right? But at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm I'm typically not the person who tells you no if you come to me on some real shit asking for some financial assistance. That's not me. I can't do it. If I got it, you good you good. Like that's the type of person that I am. And there are certain people who I'm not gonna feel bad about adjusting those boundaries for. Because at the end of the day, it's only a couple of things that I gotta make sure is straight. And that's my bills and my daughter. As long as those straight, anybody could get just about anything out of me as long as it's a mutually beneficial respectful relationship so that's just my take on things you know what i'm saying and i understand this person's circumstances so i'm like yeah you know i fuck with you here you go but at the end of the day if it was somebody else i probably would have been like nah i ain't got it you know what i'm saying like i hope that makes sense because realistically speaking i ain't really have that much to be given but I know I'm going to get it back. So I'm like, I ain't tripping. I don't know when I'm going to get it back. But, you know, if you could be a blessing, be a blessing. So that's my whole thing about it is, like, sometimes I expect people to be that way with me. You know? So there are times where I might you know, expect something out of somebody because that's who they were to me. And I put you in this box. You know, in my head, I have files for people. This is my person that I can call for anything. That's a small file, by the way. This is my person that I can tell my business to. This is somebody I can't tell my business to. This is somebody who I can hang out with on a regular this is somebody who I got to be in the mood for, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I put people in boxes. But the reality of that situation is it's situational. And I think that one thing that I'm learning, especially when it comes to people and family, and I'm going to get into this family thing here in a second, is that, like, it's situational. It's fluid. It's flexible. And I'm so uptight. You know, I'm so hung tight around a certain box, okay? So, something else that I've learned along this journey is that, like, I have a certain type of respect for my parents. And when you do shadow work for my family in general, when you do shadow work and when you get to digging, it's going to be some shit that comes up and it's going to feel like you blaming your family for the way you turn out, you are being disrespectful in a way, and you are finding some truth out about people and asking more questions, right? So I'm gonna just be I'm gonna be as transparent as I can be without you know telling too much business that's related to my family because it's not my business to tell. But recently, 
you know, I've been trying to be the one to ask more questions when it comes to my family and our business. You know what I'm saying? Like when my 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 parents, my uncles, my aunt, everybody is getting older, right? And so it's not what it used to be when it comes to like health and finances and all of that. Like at some point that's gonna be on me and my cousin, you know, on our generation to keep that family vibe going. So I'm trying to, in a way, find ways to like get that family vibe back because not only am I planning on relocating, I don't plan on being here very long, but I also have a child who I want to at least know, you know, her family. So I've been digging and I've been asking questions and I've been shadow working. And I've been finding out a lot of stuff that I didn't originally know about my family. And it makes me feel some type of way. Um, it makes me feel like a lot of things, I, and I don't want to call them generational curses because I know that like we speak a lot of stuff into existence that aren't that. But there are a lot of cycles within my family that need to be broken, right? There are a lot of things within my family that I have unknowingly subconsciously inherited and there are also um a lot of people who dropped the ball along the way and so it's up to like somebody has to be the person to do it somebody has to be the person to get all the family together somebody has to be the person to round everybody up somebody has to be the person to say no we're not selling grandma's house like somebody has to be that person and the more invested i become in my own future i have to really dig my feet in the mud and embrace my past and so i am digging into family secrets i am digging into my own traumas within my own intermediate household and it brings up a lot of mixed emotions for me when it comes to being able to hold people accountable and also understand that that's not who they are anymore, possibly, or that's not who they're destined to be. My parents didn't do everything right, but I think they also can acknowledge that, right? But that doesn't stop me from having to address the things that happened in my past that have a, a, a lasting, a long lasting effect on who I am today and what I believe. There are a lot of things that I still don't do because of my parents' religious beliefs. There are a lot of things that I hadn't done all my life because of religious beliefs. And there are some things that I'm unlearning slowly but surely, but it's feeling like revolutionary. You know, it's feeling really fulfilling for me. Like, it feels like I'm doing the work. I'm really doing the work. y'all it is out of spiritual gangster just wanted to make sure you don't forget to follow me on instagram at 33 spiritual underscore gangster with one more underscore and on twitter i can be found at gangster spirit 33 of course i am on tiktok for my youngins i am at underscore spiritual gangster and don't forget to rate and tell that means rate this podcast and tell somebody about it